for the Athletic Podcast Network. This is The Update. I'm Adam Copeland. On today's show, we'll talk to Jake Hutchinson, who covers the San Francisco 49ers for KNBR.com, about the Jimmy G. Trey Lance QB competition, or not so much, as Kyle Shanahan says. We can also get into the players on the defensive side of the ball that should be game changers or difference makers this year for the 49ers, specifically D. Ford. Is he returning from injury? Is he returning at all? We can also talk about Nick Bosa off the knee injury and Javon Kinlaw, who's rehabbing a surgery that he had from last offseason. All things we can talk about with Jake Hutchinson, who joins me next. Today is Friday, July 30th. It's my pleasure to welcome to the podcast. Jake Hutchinson covers the San Francisco 49ers for KMBR.com. He is down at Levi Stadium for 49ers training camp. Man, it got going this week, and it's funny, Jake. I look around the league, man, and there are storylines everywhere. Aaron Rodgers is pissed off. Bruce Arian is pissed at the media. You got uh, Ryan Tannehill and Cole Beasley talking mess about the vaccines, and the 49ers are like, hey, man, we're getting healthy, and we got a couple of good-looking quarterbacks, dude. How's it going down there first couple of days, Jake? It has been really weird. Not here, but, you know, around the league, like, you know, Kelvin Benjamin, you know, was just up for the Giants. Just very weird stuff. Just bizarre, bizarre time of year. But, yeah, it's been great down here. First day, both quarterbacks looked really good. Uh, Brandon Ayuk couldn't make a normal catch. You know, just outstretched for everything. You know, he looked outstanding. You know, Mohamed Sanu looks like a different guy. He's as healthy as he's probably been in years. And so, you know, it's day one, but everything's sort of going on as you'd hope. So what happens is, you know, storylines come out, guys say things in practice or in their media sessions, and, and we start to psychoanalyze. You know, every guy, first day or first week of training camp, you, it's the best shape of their life. We do it in basketball, we do it in spring training, we do it in football. But Jimmy Garoppolo not only came out and looked really sharp in his first practice, he was much looser on the mic. I can't remember a time in the last couple of years we've heard Jimmy swear. He dropped an S-bomb, he dropped an F-bomb, talking about Mohamed Sanu and how good everybody looked. Does Jimmy seem like a quarterback who's been freed? He knows his days are numbered with the 49ers at some point Trey Lance will take the job or they'll trade Jimmy whatever happens how do you think his mindset is coming in because he seems like he's loose he seems like he's ready to go and this could be a reason for him having one of the best seasons of his career if his head is in the right place you know absolutely that's kind of what everybody uh, in the media was sort of thinking there yesterday we were all laughing about it because Jimmy came from New England and you know off the field you know he's just a guy from Chicago talks normally but you know, he does have that sort of PR media background being with the, the Patriots. And so usually, you know, he's almost too polished up. Everything's a little lukewarm, you know, careful not to say anything. But, you know, he cursed. And, you know, that's not a big deal. It's really endearing, actually. Um, but it was sort of like, okay, Jimmy's, Jimmy's a little bit looser. And he's looked probably as good as I've ever seen him in camp. And, you know, just going back the last few years, his competition with C.J. Beathard and Nick Mullins. So there wasn't really any competition to be had. You know, he's literally fighting for his job. He came to OTAs. He looked fantastic. And he looks just as good through literally, again, one day. But, and you know, players around who have talked about it, there's a little bit of fire underneath him. And it's sort of what you'd expect. You know, he was asked if there's any awkwardness with Lance. And he, you know, sort of sarcastically laughed and said, I don't know what you're talking about. But, yeah, he does seem a little bit looser. He definitely does seem like, you know, he's ratcheted it up, you know, a little bit. Do you believe Kyle Shanahan when he says, and, and I do on the surface, when he says, you know, this is not a quarterback battle. Trey Lance is the number two, Jimmy's the number one. If the number two quarterback shows us that he gives us a better opportunity to win than Jimmy, 
then he's going to be the guy who ends up playing. I do believe in Kyle when he says, you know, whoever gives us the best chance to win is going to be on the field. And I think last year that maybe be why we saw Jimmy sort of rush back that Dolphins game, the Brian Allen game as we know it now. He came back and really was not 100%. But when they talk about not being a quarterback battle, how much is the skill set a factor in that? And how much is it just about Trey Lance uh, being able to, to take the reins of an offense? Because I think the skill set people believe is there. He's got some raw talent, which is why the 49ers made the pick at number three. But how long do you think it'll take him to get up to speed? Not to be a starter over Jimmy G, but to be in the conversation for us sitting back in the media and, and as fans and going, hey, man, he, he's not that far off from being the number one guy. You know, obviously it's, it is a competition. Um, it's always, you know, from day one, it's going to be a competition. But I think Kyle was speaking in the literal sense that right now it's not because Trey has a lot to learn. And, you know, Jimmy, he's so polished right now. He's so familiar with the offense that it's going to take Trey some time. And, and that's sort of exactly what you'd expect. At some point, you know, it will be a little bit closer. But, you know, right now it's not there. We spend so much time talking about the offense. That's the sexy thing to talk about. That's what's fun, right? Uh, chicks dig the long ball. Chicks dig the touchdowns. All that stuff is, is fun to talk about. But really, the reason, I think, a key reason the 49ers went to a Super Bowl a couple of years ago was the emergence of the defense, man. It was having DeForest Buckner push in the pocket. It was having Nick Bosa clean up sacks on the outside. It was the emergence of Fred Warner as a third-rounder who became a premier linebacker in the NFL. He locks up the long-term contract last week. But the three names I think everybody is focused on on the defensive side of the ball entering this season are going to be the return of Nick Bosa. Can D. Ford get on the field? And Javon Kinlaw. Kinlaw had the knee problem and, and had a procedure this offseason. Bosa obviously getting ready to come back from the ACL, and everybody said he looked fantastic, just a specimen out there at practice, even though he's not ratcheted up to uh, to full speed yet. And then D. Ford is a huge question mark. I want to start there. Is D. Ford a guy you think that they're going to be obviously extremely careful with, but do you anticipate seeing him on the field in real game action in the preseason, or do you think they say, let's not take any chances with this, he's not playing until the regular season starts? I wouldn't expect to see him in the preseason, and I really have no idea what to expect from D. Ford. Uh, I don't think anyone does. Uh, I don't even know if the 49ers do. Uh, because it's something where he's a guy where, you know, they were sort of talking about, you know, at least it was talked about retirement. He had a serious back injury, I think, three, four years ago. He had a serious back surgery with the Chiefs, and this is sort of a result of that. And it's something where, you know, he might look fine, look fine, and then one day, you know, he's not fine. But, you know, I think what's important here is that he got back on the field and his teammates noticed that. They know that he has been basically living at the 49ers practice facility and just seeing him out there even for individual stuff is a pretty significant achievement. Now, you know, like what comes of that? No idea. But just seeing him back out there, I think from, you know, sort of confidence and respect in the locker room standpoint is pretty significant. Yeah, I think it's great to have him back out there. I mean, they call him that Ferrari. As long as you can take the cover off him and, and, and take him out as a Sunday driver, right. he'll be nice. But that's why you, you don't let him play in the preseason. For Javon Kinlaw, what do you think the expectations are for him? Everybody and and this poor guy is always going to be compared to, to DeForest Buckner just because that was the trade, and then they went out and they used that pick to draft him. Everyone says it's going to be a process. He's not going to step in and do the same stuff. Do we anticipate a big jump in production this year? Is that something the 49ers are relying on on the defensive side of the ball? Yes, absolutely. But I think, you know, they probably define production in a little bit different ways. And, you know, fans and some people might look at it where they're like, oh, well, Buckner is this many sacks. Kinlaw's not getting this many sacks. I get it, looking at it like that, but a lot of it is about, you know, what sort of pressure you create, the way you draw double teams, the sort of space you eat up. And in the second half of last year, he really, really started to improve at that. He was eating up space really well. He, he was starting to, you know, create a little more 
pressure, closing his pocket a little bit better. And I think, you know, if that knee holds up, if he's healthy, I think he's going to make a significant leap this year. Uh, and I think that will result in more sacks. Going back to the offense here, I don't want to get too far into Nick Bosa because I think we all just anticipate he's going to come back. ACL injuries just aren't what they used to be. I think you anticipate guys will come back and they'll be okay from those. You know, by all accounts, it has looked pretty good. I want to get back into the offense just briefly here and back into the comment Jimmy G made about the receiving core and specifically Muhammad Sanu. A lot of questions about who that number three is going to be and Really, the number one receiver is George Kittle, right? I know he's a tight end, and he, he does a great job blocking, but you've got him as an option. You've got Debo Samuel. You've got Brandon Ayuk, and then after that, you look around, you go, boy, I hope Jalen Hurd can be a factor here. I wonder if he can come back and be healthy after being drafted, uh, was it three years ago now? Missed all of last season. Uh, and then Mohamed Sanu, the veteran who came in, and Jimmy says he looks fantastic. He's a guy who knew Kyle Shanahan's system from Atlanta. What do you make of a guy who I affectionately in fantasy, Jake, call him Momo Sanu. I've picked him up many a time in fantasy football. Mohamed Sanu is a 49er. Is he going to be the number three guy? I think so. And I think if he is healthy, that's a pretty big deal. And he's looked healthy so far. He's looked really genuinely fantastic. It was something we noticed in OTAs, and you sort of, you know, write down and say, okay, well, you know, that's sort of got to continue. He has to prove it. And again, day one, but that looks like it's continued. And the thing that, you know, sort of popped up is, you know, Sanu is sort of a really crafty route runner. He takes these sort of long strides, uh, gets low and, and sort of gets into defenders' faces and then can eke away from them. And he uses his length really well. And he's back to doing that. And so I think when you looked at the 49ers depth chart, you're kind of like, Kendrick Bourne had a pretty significant role on this team. Who's going to fill that? And right now, it clearly looks like Sanu. And if he's healthy and they have that, you look at the depth chart and you basically got Debo, IU, Kim, Richie James, and then you can figure out who the other two guys are and you feel a lot more comfortable with that. And right now, I think that's giving them a little bit more peace of mind. You think we'll at any point see Brandon Ayuk as a kick returner? On kickoffs, I don't think so. I, I just think the risk-reward there is, is probably you know, pretty low you're not really achieving all that much on kickoffs nowadays. I think that's something where you use a normal special teams guy. I think they will use him on select punts, you know, especially in bigger games where it's like, Hey, we might need a really good punt return here. You know, it's not an everyday thing, but it's, it's worth giving him a shot because you know, he has that in his bag that he can break one. I needed my hutch hit, man. This was perfect, dude. I know you got to get out to camp and, uh, and cover what's going on. So I appreciate the time today, man. And, uh, and we'll catch up with you throughout camp and, and when the season gets going. Make sure to keep reading your stuff on KMBR.com. Thanks a lot, Jake. Hey, no worries, man. Much appreciated. All right, great stuff from Jake Hutchinson. Again, at Hutch Diesel on Twitter. Does a great job covering the 49ers for KMBR.com. He also does a good job sort of jumping in on Giants coverage whenever KMBR.com needs that as well. Thank you to Brian. Thank you to Jake. Thank you to you, the listener. If you're enjoying the podcast, please rate, review, and subscribe to us wherever it is you're listening. MLB trade deadline, 1 p.m. today. We will get into that on Monday with Grant Brisby, who covers the Giants for The Athletic, specifically about what moves the Giants made or did not make, still in the running for a whole bunch of big-name players. The first time we've seen Farhan Zaidi as a buyer at MLB's trade deadline. We'll see what happens later on this afternoon. Lots of good stuff coming up in the weeks ahead. Of course, we'll get into the Warriors next week after they made their draft selection on Thursday night. We can also, as I said, talk MLB trade deadline, and we'll get in to the back half of this season as we ramp up for the NFL. Until Monday, everybody enjoy the weekend. We'll talk to you then.